Welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about measuring. Sounds very simple, right? It's a no-brainer, but trust me, obviously designers need to be reminded of how important it is. Uh, always tell you guys a little bit about the, uh, about the store and what's been going on, and happy Halloween. Uh, this should be dropping on Halloween, right? So, okay. Uh, so happy Halloween. And uh, we had our big Halloween party last weekend here at the store which was so much fun. It was a great time for the the team to just bond and let their hair down and relax a little. I mean, again, you know, it's such a stressful job and stressful career that it was just fun to to let loose. And we invited some clients and um, we had some of our, you know, our vendors or reps uh, that have become friends. So they came and it was fantastic. Um, I usually host a lip sync battle at my house. And since COVID, I've had to kind of stop that. But we decided this time we were going to mix our Halloween party and our lip sync battle. So maybe we'll drop a couple of videos in because it was hilarious. Uh, my husband and I went as Captain and Tennille, which most people probably don't know who they are, but it was a singing duo from uh, the 70s. They had their own show, but um, look it up. It was awesome. We had a great time. This week has also been uh, a week of deliveries. We're finally getting furniture in. Oh, it's such a relief, but now we have more cardboard and styrofoam than we ever, they've got to come up with some way to recycle styrofoam because every piece of furniture is packed with it. We, we have this giant dumpster and within one delivery, it was full of styrofoam. So we're working on that. If anyone has any good advice, drop me a line. Uh, but, oh, our muscles are tired. The whole team it's always mixed emotions when you get things in because you get to finally see it. You know, as a designer, you're you're ordering everything from a catalog. Everything's from a picture and from measurements. And, um, you know, it's always sort of in your imagination. And then when you finally get to open the box and see what it looks like in person, then everyone's taking turns sitting on it and, um, you know, testing it out. And it was really exciting. But we had an entire truck from Forehands come in yesterday Oh, gosh, maybe 40 pieces. It was a lot of work and like I said, a lot of cardboard, but the store is transforming. We are getting ready for the new year. We're starting to do vignette by vignette and kind of change things up with the with the times and with styles. And so that's really exciting too. Um, we're doing sort of a Northwest, uh, kind of an Eddie Bauer section and sort of a nautical Northwest section, lots of blues and this beautiful tufted leather uh, Chesterfield style sofa. And so I'll, I'll drop some pictures of that too. I think Pierce has been posting a lot of pictures lately. So take a look on Instagram or on Facebook uh, and you'll see what we're up to. I think she even did an unboxing video of me uh, uh, opening that blue velvet, beautiful swivel chair from Forehands. Can't wait to show you the after pictures. Um, we're still hiring. I've been going through that process, which is tedious. Um, we had one designer who came in and, you know, I've, I've been kind of talking to you guys about what I look for and, and how I go through the resumes and how I decide, you know, who's going to get hired or not and who's going to be part of the team. And um, we had one designer who's, she's fantastic. She's um, very new at the whole process and she does watch the podcast 
you know who you are. Uh, and she did a great job on her presentation. I do give them a little exam, right? I give them a, a, a mock project to do and they get a week to do it. They come back and they present as if they were presenting to me. And she did a beautiful job. But there were a few little things that I got the opportunity to coach her on. And it wasn't the right fit just yet. But now she's taking my course and hopefully she's going to get trained. And I keep telling her, we're going to grow. We're going to keep adding designers. So, you know, keep at it, keep with it. But one of the things that it was a great teaching moment was as a new designer, it's really tempting to design the way you like it, the way, you know, the room that you want to see, that you would want to live in. And the whole exam is a little bit, it's not a trick, but it's reality, right? It's its what you would actually go through as a designer, going to a stranger's home, you're meeting them for the very first time, and you have to get to know them, and you have to really listen. And when you're working on that design, you know, I, I always teach that you use your sketchbook and I take my notes there. I'm, I'm not just sketching. I do, I do some of my renderings in there, but it's my measurements and it's my notes and I put their address and their phone number and all the little details. And when I'm designing, I put my notebook right next to me so I can keep referring. Oh, that's right. You know, they've got a dog. I can't use that fabric. Oh, that's right. They needed a place for books because it's so easy to let that design side of us take over. And then you're just designing for yourself, but it's not about us. It's about the client. And in this circumstance, I think she just wasn't quite in tune with that client. It was a beautiful space. She did a beautiful job and the presentation was great, but she wasn't tapping into the client, which was a completely different style than she was used to. So that was something. But um, other than that, fantastic job. She, she clearly uh, is learning things from the videos from the podcast. So I'm uh, really excited. I keep hearing stories about how I'm helping people and that warms my heart. That's exactly what I, I know I was meant to, to do is to teach you guys that love interior design, what it's really like as a designer. That's why this week's topic, measuring. So um, I had worked on a client's house, uh, gosh, maybe five or six years ago, and we remodeled her kitchen. And it was a it was a big project. We knocked down walls, you know, reconfigured the entire space, opened everything up. And um, completely gorgeous, gorgeous kitchen with this big Carrera marble um, island. And um, I think she's got five bar stools. So, you know, really nice, big, modern farmhouse kitchen. And now it's time she wants me to do her bedroom and her master bath. And so I went out the first time for the, for this project and uh, I took some basic measurements of the bathroom and of the bedroom, and we talked through what she wanted. And luckily, at this point, I know her style so well. So when I'm designing for her, I'm I'm pretending that I'm her. I'm thinking, you know, as if as if her taste is her lifestyle. Everything was me. What would I want the space to look like? So that part was easy. But because I was so familiar, and we spent so much time just chit chatting, you know, as a friend. I realized that there were a couple measurements I just I wasn't quite sure of, I didn't feel confident about. And when it comes down to like a, a master bath, right? And we're remodeling, we're ripping out a, a built-in tub and we're putting a freestanding tub. We're ripping everything out of the shower and 
redesigning the entire shower and, and the floor of the shower. When you're doing remodels like that, every inch matters. You have to get really accurate on your measurements. Same thing with window treatments. Window treatments, you have to measure down to the eighth of an inch. If you're doing a big living room, it's okay if your measurements, you know, you can round up an inch <laughs> because if your walkways, your traffic patterns are, are that tight that an inch matters, you need to reselect furniture in the first place. <laughs> but when you're doing construction or anything remodeling, you have to measure so carefully. And it's one thing that sort of keeps coming up. You know, what should I measure? What needs to be measured? Why did I have to measure that? And so I'm going to give you a couple examples and I'm going to talk about things like, please don't forget this. This is so important. Um, I also just started for the very first time after all these years using a digital measuring tape. It really is amazing. Um, they're so affordable now. I think it's, you know, under $50 and it goes up to 65 feet and I'm learning the little tricks. I'm learning how to use it. Um, you know, the inside width of a window is fine because you're you're putting the measuring device up to one corner and it's sending out a little red laser over to the other corner. And so it has a wall to stop at. Clearly, you understand what that measurement is. But I had to start to teach myself, well, how do I measure a sofa? I actually had Pierce go to the other end and she held up a piece of paper at the end of the sofa and I stood on the and that little beam could hit, you know, my notebook. Um, I've been practicing with it and getting really good at, at different techniques, little, little ways to kind of, uh, you know, trick it into the measurement that I need and it'll save a couple measurements. And so that's been fun. <laughs> I know it's, it's sad. I waited this long to, to really step into the future and use a digital measuring, um, device. So, but it's been fantastic. But there were times, there were parts that I had to get out my tape measure and use. There were things that just, I had to, you know, go behind a dresser. There was no way to get a clean shot to get that clear measurement and things. So when you are measuring, it's great that you have the digital, but have a backup, have a regular tape measure. Uh, 25 feet is standard. Don't show up with a five-foot tape measure or or a 15-foot tape measure. They're usually too skinny. You're never going to get an accurate measurement. You can't, um, you know, measure a ceiling. You you I've seen designers where they're measuring 10 feet and then they mark a little piece on the floor and then they take the tape measure to that point and measure. It doesn't look professional. It's it's so easy to make a mistake that way. So invest in a really good 25-foot tape measure. And, um, and again, the little digital one's fantastic. So, uh, this last week I had to call the client and say, now we've ordered your tile. I based it on my original measurements, but before anything gets installed, before we're, you know, like the, the contractor comes in and he's going to start, I just want to double check everything. So. Pierce and I went in. This time I was like, okay, I don't want to talk right now. I've got to get these numbers right and measured everything out again. I had to measure that wall where the new tub was going to go in and the depth of it because there's a question, where do we want the tub to be placed? The new faucets, uh, a floor-mounted faucet, her old one came you know, out of the tub that was built in. It was a big, you know, one of those old school kind of sunken tubs that are built in. So 
now that the faucet's going to be on the floor, you know, the contractor needed to know where's the faucet going to come from the wall? And then where do we want the tub? Do we want the faucet in the middle of the tub, on the side of the tub, which side of the tub, how far away? And so coming back in to make sure, just again, uh, the great thing is Marnie, my client who, she's spectacular. Uh, she's so anal about it and was so worried. And she, you know, she's a definitely a measure twice, cut once person that she did cardboard cutouts of the base of the tub, the top of the tub, because it's a slanted freestanding tub. She made a cardboard cutout of uh, a tile decorative insert that we we're going to put on the back of the shower because she wanted to see scale wise how it felt. That was so helpful to her. It doesn't matter how many times you draw it, even if you're drawing it to scale, sometimes you have to see it in real life. So as a designer, that's something you could absolutely do with your client, especially if you're getting that feeling that they're a little hesitant or they're nervous or they're not quite sure if this is their first remodel or first time working with you. That's something you could absolutely do with them. Draw it out. You know, she didn't, she couldn't decide if she wanted the square or the rectangle. So she had a square and a rectangle cut out and we, she had it taped to the back of her shower and we could stand back and look at it. We, we could see where the tub was going to go. This is your, your uh, line of sight on the floor. We have a pattern going in on the floor. The back uh, pattern on the shower wall is going to be a little offset. So then what is that going to look like? But I could walk her through it and she could actually see. And it was so, so helpful. She's thrilled now, right? Now we feel good. Now, yes, we ordered enough tile. Yes, we have enough of the accent tiles. Um double checking, did I actually order enough tile for the water closet room where the toilet sits? I couldn't remember because it had been months since I'd been out there the first time when we started the project. So measuring that again and coming in, double checking, double checking, always checking your work. Now above her tub, and I will have all these before and after pictures, you guys, so you can see what I'm talking about. Um, above this tub, she has currently just a big square window and then an old school glass block, little decorative window above. And she really couldn't decide. I was suggesting that we put, because of her style, we could put a really neat old vintage uh, stained glass up there or just one giant big window. And she's decided just to block in that upper window. Well, it's going to leave a really big gap up there. And I'm glad I went back because when I had measured for a Roman shade, I had measured from the top of the original window. Well, now that we're going to have this giant filled in gap above it, I want my Roman shade to go almost all the way up so that it looks more dramatic. So it has that feel of a nice big window. So being able to measure that again before we push, you know, send on the order for the window treatments, measure the width. I definitely wanted an outside mount window treatment, a, val or a, a, a Roman shade. So measuring how far past the edge of the window do I want that to come so you're not getting, you know, a lot of light coming through? How far up away from the ceiling do I want it? I've got a light fixture that's going to hang down in front of this. There's little things like I I I wouldn't want the bottom of the chandelier. It's it's actually more like a lantern traditional style. I wouldn't want that to line up any any weird place. I wouldn't want the top of the Roman shade to line up. It it, it needs to be a little offset so that I can see that lantern against the white Roman shade. It's a little design detail, but you've got to get in there and just see it again. You need to be back in the space. 
Um, I'm going to show you another thing that we did for this tile. So I had, um, I knew that her style again was modern farmhouse and she has a beautiful house right on the lake. Um, it's, it's almost got a barn kind of a look to it. It's kind of a ready brown with a white trim and it's just gorgeous. Uh, and she loves, you know, where we live, it's really an antique kind of a little quaint town. And so she loves that look, that vintage look, but she knows she wants to be, you know, keeping up with the time. She wants to be not fashion forward so much, but something that isn't going to get dated, that it needed to look, it needed to look classic. It needs to be tasteful and um, timeless so that it doesn't look trendy, right? Uh, and so, we liked the little hexagons, right? Everyone loves the hexagon. Little tiles. We're doing white and black. Again, classic farmhouse. But rather than doing, you know, just a border or the little flowers that you see, you know, people will do patterns. That was too busy and again, could look too trendy. So I wanted to do like just a simple pattern. But when it comes down to inch tiles, you know, she kept asking me, well, what do I tell the tile guy? What do I tell the tile setter? I'm like, well, he's going to love me, <laughs> but I'm not going to leave it up to him. I wouldn't do that to someone. He's an artist. He, he, he doesn't need to be taking time to interpret what I describe that I want. And even just an architectural drawing, you know, I, I, I didn't feel confident enough because I've seen tile setters who take a two-skilled drawing and somehow get something a little twisted. And once you get that tile in, you're done. <laughs> Having someone come rip up tile is never nothing. It's never something you want to go through. Trust me. So I thought I'm going to go so far as to bring the tiles to the house. And we sat on her bathroom floor and we drew out or we had, the, we actually had the tiles there and we played around with them. It was like little checkers playing around with these pieces to see what was the pattern. Did we want this little flowerette right in the middle? How wide did we want the diamond shape? Did we like these little accent pieces at the end? You know, seeing it in this space, now that we've got the tile and laying it out, what did we want it to look like exactly? So then we got some paper that is one inch. Once we got that kind of figured out, now we can come scale it up. We can put numbers so he can actually count, you know, three tiles in, one down, put a black one. Two more tiles in, one down, put a black one. But this is going to be so much easier to follow than just a drawing. So this is going on the floor <laughs> in this lovely pattern going down. And because that back wall, again, this, the, the, focal point, that center medallion that I'm putting on the back wall of the shower, it's a little off from the floor. So we couldn't do another diamond. You know, first I was thinking, oh, it'd be kind of cool if it looked like the floor just went up and, and it continued and flowed in that pattern. But it's just a couple inches off. That's when you start, it, it looks like you tried to do it, but you missed, right? It'll always kind of look <laughs> a little crooked. So we decided to do just a big uh, rectangle. But then what did that look like? Did we want the little flowers in the middle? We tried a row of three. We tried maybe a pattern in the middle. And, and we had to play with it. You have to see it. This is all to scale. There's a lot of whiteout on here that you can't see. Um, but now I feel good 
going to the tile installer and saying, like, this is the pattern. These are the exact measurements. I wanted to start 12 inches from the side. And we'll have all of those notes on here. It's going to be centered. It's going to be, you know, three feet down from the top of the shower. And the measurements are so important. Now, this is something, uh, I know this makes people nervous. Nadia, I know you're freaking out at home because you think it's math. No, it's not. It's measuring. You have to get comfortable with a tape measure. You have to understand, you know, half inch, quarter inch, eighth inch. Um, I don't get down to the 16th or, you know, three eighths too much because again, I'm not doing the actual construction. Uh, my window treatments, it, it, an eighth of an inch, plenty of leeway. But you have to get comfortable with it. Then you have to get comfortable with a little bit of math, but it's only a couple formulas. When you're figuring out your square footage, how many tiles do I need? You know, I measured the width of the shower. I me measured the height of the shower. You can come up with that number, but that's in inches. So you divide it by 144. Write that down. 144 gives you square feet. So you're taking your measurements by inches. You divide it by 144, and that gives you your square feet. So you measure the back of the shower. You get your square footage for there. I measured the right wall of the shower, the left wall, the floor, the little water closet room, and you can then add them all up. So it doesn't, it's, this isn't, you know, long division. This isn't scary math. It really is, you know, addition and one division of 144. You can handle that. So don't get nervous. Nadia, get your tape measure out. Just measure and take notes. If you write down everything, draw it out. And, and put your measurements there. I put arrows when there's a little sliver of something. I'll say, you know, a half an inch and put an arrow and write notes. There was a half an inch gap here. Don't forget. It sounds stupid, but I promise you, you're going to be so grateful when you get back to design something. Or a contractor says, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Am I supposed to put a trim piece there? Well, you have your notes. Oh, yeah, there was a gap there. Ooh. The more notes you take the better. It keeps you from looking stupid in the end or making a really expensive mistake. So we went, got all of this figured out, figured out where the tub's going to go. We figured out where the light fixtures are going to go over the sinks. And we have the vanity, the sinks aren't in yet. But I know where the cabinets for the sink bases go. Measure right in the middle of them. We measured the top of the counter up the backsplash is going to be about four inches. The wall-mounted fa faucets go right above that. We put a big mark for the contractor. Right up from that will be the light fixtures, the mirrors, but I marked it on the wall. I, I want to have control of that. Again, that's why they hire a designer. How many times have you been in a new house or in a model or somewhere and the bathrooms look just a little off. The faucets don't quite line up with the mirror that lines up with the light fixture. And it drives me crazy. So now is your chance. You have control. You can get it right this time. But you got to be in there. And you got your tape measure out. And the client's there or not. Again, she's a good friend of mine now. So um, I don't mind her working alongside me. But sometimes you want the clients to go away. But mark those things off. Stand there and say, you know, is, is, does this look okay for the faucet? Is it enough room that if I were standing here and I know my countertop's going to be here, can I wash my hands? Is it high enough up? Those are things that 
It might look pretty on paper, but if you haven't measured, it's just a guess and you're hoping and you'll forget. And the client will call and say, it's pretty, but I can't wash my hands. I can't fit anything under there. I can't, you know, rinse my mouth out after brushing my teeth. So by making those notes on the wall in your notebook, anywhere you can, um, email them to yourself. So you have a copy, email them to clients, say, this is, this is going to go to the contractor. These are the measurements I'm telling him. You know, I want this here. I want this here. So if he comes in and it's wrong, you've got proof that it was designed correctly in the first place. Wasn't your fault. You're not going to have to pay to have it repaired. Okay. The contractor clearly didn't read the notes. Look at your diagrams, read his email. Something got missed, you know, in translation. So you just have to cover your butt. You have to make sure that you're measuring. Measure twice, cut once, measure twice. Um, so then we went into the back into the bedroom. And right now she has two great windows on either side of the bed. We were gonna do Roman shades. She decided, you know, she's got some shutters she's gonna keep. Fine, no problem. But the other window now, it's a big slider and two side panels. I'm gonna have drapes. Before we were just gonna have them decorative. But things have kind of changed. She said, you know, the more we think about it, I really do want them to open and close. I want to be able to close it off so that I'm sleeping near the day or, you know, want to sleep in, I can really close them and get some privacy. Good thing I was there again. Measure that wall. You've got to measure the entire wall. Then you have to measure from the edge of your window to the wall because you put a bracket there. Now I have a big, thick curtain. It isn't just a little decorative panel. Now I have to have a fully functioning curtain. That stack is now a different width. A single width curtain is 20 inch stack. A double is 40. I'm going to need two and a half widths of fabric to cover the windows. So now my brackets are going to have to go farther out. My rod's going to be longer. Do I have room for finials? So you've got to measure every measurement and draw it out. So I draw out the wall. I draw out the window. This measurement is this, this measurement, even if you don't need it, it, it's so helpful to have it just in case like the, the switching, you know, if I had just had the original set of measurements, I, I, I wouldn't know how much stack back space that I needed on either side of the windows. So I'm really grateful that I was there. I could measure it again, but if this happens, you have to say, you know what? I, I need to come measure again. Sorry. I missed that. I didn't measure this. I need to know this. This is why I need to know it. And that tells the client there that you're so careful, that you care so much about getting it right, they're, they're a little more willing to look past a mistake because they know you did everything you could possibly to be as accurate as you could. Mistakes happen. But they won't ever think that you were lazy or that you were sloppy or that you didn't know what you were doing. A, de a, a design client will never get mad at you for taking too long to measure, for taking too many measurements, right? promise you. It's going to build confidence in them, right? It just makes sense. So I measured that. Now we know the stack. Uh, we even changed the molding on top of the window. I just wanted to double check again. How much space from the new molding do I have to the ceiling? I want my rod to go close to the ceiling because that makes your room look taller, right? Long drapes make the room look taller, make the ceiling look higher. And since this is her you know, master bedroom and she wants it you know, beautiful and elegant, I really wanted to put those drapes towards the ceiling. But I had to make sure now with the new molding, what is that distance from the top of the ceiling to the top of the molding? Can my brackets fit? 
Will I have room then for the rings? Will I have room to install the brackets? You don't want the, the rod right at the ceiling. You can't open and close the curtains, but now these are functioning. So I really have to make sure there's enough room to open and close them. It's the little things. And you don't have to know everything. You know, when I teach you guys this, I don't expect you to know all of these things. And like I said, you think, well, measure, of course I'm going to measure. But did you know that you really need to measure all of those things? So the easiest way, draw it out and you can, it can be quick, you know, in your sketchbook, you're just sketching out the room, sketching out that wall. And then I make little notes. This is the new molding. I'm going to have the rod hung three inches from the ceiling. That's this measurement. My rings and the rod add about an inch and a half to the length of my drapes because I'm doing a small metal rod and small rings. So now I have the length of my drapes to the floor. I'm going to subtract it about a quarter inch because I don't want them to touch. She doesn't want them to puddle. I'm going to add about an inch and a half up at the top. And so now I know what my drapes have to be. And now I can push play on the order. I'm ordering from Fabrica. Fabrica does a great job. Their workroom's fantastic and they're quick. They're still coming in just a few weeks um, for quick ship panels. And I can do that with, with this window, luckily. Um, it's going to be gorgeous. White linen. It's going to be beautiful. Looking out to the lake, her hot tub's out there. It'll be great. So I do want to share all the pictures with you guys. I'm going to let you know what it looks like because it is exciting. And Marnie's so great. She'll let me bring, I'll, you know, hopefully maybe I can bring Ilya, talk him into bringing the cameras into the house so you guys can see the finished product. But once we get all this done, her husband came home and he said, listen, I really want this living room done. You just tell me what it's going to cost. Call me. We'll just get it done because I know that Marnie will say, oh, well, let's just finish the bedroom. Let's just finish the bathroom. Furniture takes too long right now. I, I told her we need to get in line. If you need a new sofa, if we don't know right now, you're not getting furniture for a year. So it was great that he came home. Now I got to double check the measurements of the living room. It's been so long since I'd been there. Um, while we're at it, I'd love a new dining room table. Let's measure their old dining room table. What fit then? Do you guys like the size of this? Could you seat enough people? Did you feel comfortable the, the space people had to walk around the table? It, the, the dining room table goes right in the pathway to go out to the lake, out to their deck. Is there anything you want to change about that? Where are the windows? If we're doing a new dining room table, maybe we should do a new buffet. Maybe I should do a mirror above the buffet. So what are the measurements for that wall? All of these little details. I go back into my sketchbook. I opened up her original section. I'm making new notes, new measurements. Everything is documented now and I can come back and peacefully, with peace of mind, design it and create this beautiful living room and dining room. And again, I mean, look at this project. It started with a kitchen. Now we're doing a master bath, the bedroom, her whole family room and the dining room. And at the end, she did say, um, I had told her once that we had a client that was doing her kids' rooms and she wanted the kids to have you know, um, creative license and have some input. And, but she said, you know, it's $10,000 budget for each room. Just do it. Just design it for, you know, talk to the client or talk to the kids, design it the way they want it. This is your budget. So I had told Marnie about that and she thought that was a great idea. Now she's got these guest rooms upstairs and, her, uh, so she's like, wouldn't that be great? We could just tell you a budget and you can just do it. And I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I mean, that's a designer's dream, but it started with, her trusting me 
and are seeing how hard I work. And, you know, her house is, it's not close by. It takes, you know, a good 45 minute drive to get there um, out on this windy lake road. And it's worth every uh, gallon of gas to go out there to keep showing her that I'm serious about this, that I take it seriously, that I care about them and care about their home and their project. And I want them to love it. And, you know, I know the tile guy's coming out next week, so I'm just going to come out and double check. Let's lay it on the floor. You can see it. I want them to have that confidence. And they do. Those are the, those are the success stories. That's the kind of business that I want you guys to have. That's why when we talk about marketing, I don't have this huge social, you know, social media marketing plan or, you know, spending money on, on postcards and mailing lists. You just have to get a couple good clients and really do a good job and it will snowball. You'll then get to do their friend's house. You'll get to do their parents' house. You know, eventually maybe I'll get to do our kid's house now that they're grown up and out of the house. But it's because I built that trust and respect at the beginning and I take it seriously. This is a profession. I don't want to look like an idiot and I don't want to pay for expensive mistakes. I'm going to be accurate and document everything. That's my biggest piece of advice. Thanks, everyone. I know this is a little bit long, but that's okay. I'm going to throw in some videos. I'll post some pictures. Thanks for being here with me. I'm really happy that I'm helping people. I've been, like I said, I've been getting some great letters lately saying um, how much I've been encouraging people and giving them the, the, the confidence to get out there and be a designer. You can do this. Trust me, if I can do this, you can do this. You just got to learn these little tricks right? You just got to be smart about it. Smarter, not harder. But Thank you so much and happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, so stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and house at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.